You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Welcome back. Welcome to another week. I am so glad that you're here. Um, I am really, really excited to share the work of my guest this week. Um, He's so accomplished. It's actually going to be hard. I'm trying to wrap my mind around how to properly introduce him and all that he has accomplished because there is just so much. And I feel like I can probably say that about each and every guest, but this is just an incredible person, an incredible human being. Um, His name is Sean Patel. He is a winner of Shark Tank. He is the founder of uh, prep expert, which is an SAT ACT prep program for kids, and he's a best-selling author, and he's also a doctor. He's in his residency at a dermatology school. I mean, he's just he's doing so much all at the same time. I had to ask him, "How do you do it all? What is what is going on in your mind?" Um, and it was so refreshing to talk to him because he is such as accomplished as he is. He is an incredibly regular person. And he talks about his humble upbringings in Las Vegas, living in a motel with his parents and how one summer he decided to just lock himself away in a library and study and prepare for the SATs. And he did that and he ended up getting a perfect score. And so that alone opened up so many doors for him. And from there, he just continued to climb and to work hard and to just be hyper-focused and, you know, offer no excuses for not doing the work that was required of him. And, you know, it's so essential to the person that he is, but I think it's something that we can all take. You know, we can all be inspired from his story. We can all take the the strategies and the tips that he leaves with us in this episode and say, you know what? I can do this and I can help my kids do this. It is possible. You're not, you don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be superhuman. You just have to be focused and dedicated. And I just love talking to people who have that mentality, that mindset. And he is definitely someone who does. So I'm so excited to share his wisdom with you um, and his advice and and really just his story. Because I think when we, when we really listen to other people and see what they've done, we realize that we have the power. We absolutely have the power to do it too. So this is not just for you mamas. This is for your kids as well. I hope that you embody what Sean shares and you share it with them and you get them to listen to this too because it's it could be life-changing and I'm just so excited to to have him on my show and to share this with you. So enjoy my episode with Sean Patel. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD. You can pick up your organic third-party tested CBD in stores around the country or at motherhoodunstressed.com. Well, hello, Sean. Welcome to the Motherhood Unstressed podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. Reading over your bio, we were talking about it before. You are so accomplished and you're doing so much. Uh, welcome to the show. And uh, how do you do it all? <laughs> uh, thanks so much, Liz. I really appreciate it. I appreciate uh, giving me a chance to speak to your listeners and talk today about entrepreneurship, uh, test preparation for their high school kids, and uh, you know, really, I think one of the things that uh, is the hardest part, uh, or I shouldn't say the hardest part, I think being a mother is probably one of the hardest jobs in the world and being able to find time to be an entrepreneur on top is something that, um, you know, I can certainly speak to because although being a physician and a medical student was is not as hard as being a mother, I was able to find a way to, uh, you know, start a seven-figure business uh, despite being that busy. So I'm happy to share some insights that I have on you know, how to start a seven-figure side hustle while being so busy like so many mothers are. I love that. But before we get into all of that goodness, take us back because you are pretty open about your childhood. It wasn't easy. It wasn't, you know, you weren't handed your education and, and the things that you've accomplished in life. So take us back to your origin story. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I actually grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada, which uh, not too many people grow up there. Uh, but if you know anything about growing up in Vegas, you know it's not exactly the best place to raise a family. And uh, you know, my my family actually they owned a motel in not the best part of town, and. You know, I grew up in this little budget motel, very small, and went to urban public schools in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, which is one of the worst school districts in the nation. It would, it would be a lot of mother's nightmares, actually. Um, you know, we're down there with Mississippi, and we have a 40% uh, dropout rate in high school. And, you know, through that, I was able to find a lot of educational success. Um, you know, one of the big things that ended up uh, you know, why I started my company is I was able to raise my SAT score from average to perfect. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that, uh, that totally changed my life and opened so many doors, whether it was getting into great universities, getting a quarter million dollars in college scholarships, uh, even getting to meet the, uh, president of the United States, but none of that would have been possible if, you know, the education didn't really start at home. Uh, you know, so I think lots of people that I went to school with ended up dropping out, ended up, um, you know, not in the best, uh, jobs or careers or educate higher education wise, um, the way that I've been able to do, but the reason that I, I really have to credit my mom and dad for all the education they would give me at home and the importance of education they place. It's not necessarily that they were doing the education or tutoring and teaching me, but they just made it the number one priority. You know, education above all was always my mom's. My mom would say, you know, two things we'll spend money on, and that was um, school and food. And mm -hmm. so that, you know, that was like the things they wouldn't compromise on and always made sure that I would have the time and the resources to study how and what I needed to do in order to become academically successful because they really believed that academic success was the key to opening new doors. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly am very grateful to grow up with those values in such a place that doesn't hold those values like Las Vegas. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, even with all of that parental support, how did you transform your test scores from average to near perfect? I mean, how does a person do that, especially at such a young age? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, so when I first got my SAT score, when I was like a sophomore in high school, the first one I took, I got a little bit above average. Um, it was, uh, it was 1760 and it was at a 2400 at the time. Uh, the SAT has since gone back to 1600 as m most people are familiar with it, but, um, you know, it wasn't too, too high. And so what I did is I really, I was so used to, because at the motel, there were so many distractions, like whether it was police sirens or um, people ringing the doorbell, et cetera. I was so used to studying at the library that I basically just locked myself in the library for an entire summer between my junior and senior year of high school. I uh, perused over over 20 practice exams, every single question, why I got it right, why I got it wrong, et cetera, and started developing my own strategies to uh, approaching the test and attacking the test, kept this large notebook of all my notes. And eventually, you know, I, like, I got that perfect SAT score. And like I said, it totally changed my life. 
And, you know, after that happened for me, that's when I really made the decision that I wanted to help other students change their lives by changing their SAT and ACT scores. Because, you know, as we know, college is so, so expensive now. Uh, the national um, student debt is at around $1.5 trillion. I think it's a, a national crisis, actually. Okay. And, you know, to be able to go to a, a place like uh, I ended up choosing going to the University of Southern California because they offered me a full tuition scholarship. I didn't have to pay for tuition. All my other scholarships covered books, housing, food, everything, you know? So like, it was like totally because of this one test that I, it was the best return on investment that I could have made when I was in high school and that any parent can make for their child is to invest in these tests because it can make college so, so affordable or even free like it was for me. Right, right. And I think for so many parents, there is a fine line between, you know, wanting your children to go to the best schools because it looks good on you versus wanting the best for your child. And you look at all these celebrities who are, you know, paying essentially to get Mm -hmm. their kids under fake athletic scholarships and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I fully, as a mother myself, I fully embody and agree with the fact that you want to give your child the best chance that they have. And, you know, you did it yourself with your parents' support, but Mm -hmm. most kids aren't going to do that. So that kind of led you to creating um, your, your company, your entrepreneurial adventure. Talk to us a little bit about that and what that's all about. Yeah, you know, it's funny, like so many other entrepreneurs, you know, my story really begins with failure when, uh, when it comes to starting my business. And the reason I say that is I never planned to be this test prep entrepreneur. Um, what I wanted to do is I wanted to write an SAT preparation book. I wanted to be the first perfect score student to write a book on how to prep for the SAT. I thought it would sell, you know, like crazy because I was like, there's nothing like this out there. But when I pitched my uh, book proposal out to 100 literary agents and publishers, every single one rejected me. They said, you don't have a platform to write this book. They said the SAT prep market is too competitive. And so I was really disheartened actually at the start of things. Um, And then one day I just decided I was going to take all that material I'd written. I'd written hundreds of pages at this point in college for the SAT based on that notebook that I was keeping in high school um, of SAT content. I was like, why don't I just teach some courses? Um, You know, I'll teach it in the summer because I was going to medical school the next year. So I'll teach it in the summer. It'll be a one-time course based on all this material I'd written. You know, maybe kids will like it. Maybe they won't. And I taught it in my hometown of Las Vegas. And, you know, that was incredible because I got about 18 kids into the pilot class and we had a six week course that I personally taught in the classroom with the kids. And I went over the material that I taught or that I had created and over the six weeks, the students improved their SAT scores, 376 points. Now that is incredible. Unheard of in the industry. I mean, that's taking a student who's in the 50th percentile, who's average and taking them to the 90th percentile. So, you know, they're opportunities for college, for scholarships completely changed after my course. 
And that's when I knew when I was on to something. And while it was really hard to enroll those first 18 students uh, to convince parents, you know, that I knew what I was talking about because I had never done it before. Um, it was really easy to get more students because people started talking like, hey, my score went up 400, 500. Some people went up 700 points in the course. Um, and so, you know, I had parents knocking down the door for more courses. Um, and of course, like I said, I was going to medical school at, uh, at the University of Southern California the following after that summer, so I couldn't keep teaching more courses. Um, so what I did is I hired instructors. I um, trained them to teach my material, and I continued uh, growing the courses from there. And you know, for the first few years of the business, we strictly grew on word of mouth of people's score improvements. We kept doubling revenue, doubling number of students, and it was just uh, so, so cool that, you know, this company was really born out of rejection um, from the book deal originally, you know, because if they hadn't rejected my book deal, then I wouldn't have started the company. I would have just been like happy with the book. Um, but ironically, what's really nice is McGraw-Hill, the world's largest education publisher, came back after they saw what I was doing with the courses, wow. after they had already rejected me, my first book proposal um, a year ago, they said, now we like what you're doing with your courses and we'll give you a book deal after all. The book ended up going number one on Amazon for SAT prep. It ended up selling tens of thousands of copies. And so it just goes to show a lot of the entrepreneurs out there that, you know, you can be rejected a hundred times like I was um, by the literary agents and publishers, and you can still have incredible success. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't know what they're talking about. They'll reject you. Um, they'll turn you down, but they don't know your drive and how much effort you're going to put into your business or your entrepreneurial idea. Right. Like, it's almost like you had to prove yourself to them to show them that you were serious, to show that first group of parents that you were serious as well. Like, it seems like you're constantly proving yourself, but because you are who you are, you're successful. Is that right? Uh, I think so. You know, I think, uh, you know, for entrepreneurs that are successful and entrepreneurs that are unsuccessful, the only difference that I see is execution. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone has an idea. Everyone is like, yeah, we're going to talk about Shark Tank. I know in a second in Shark Tank, um, you know, everyone loves that show because you go, you watch it and you're like, oh, that's such a simple idea. Or I thought of that years ago. Right. And it's like, everyone thinks it's so easy to have that idea and make millions of dollars. That's not what the real beauty of Shark Tank is. The beauty of Shark Tank is those entrepreneurs executed that idea. They put in the 10,000 hours to work on that idea, to create a real business around it, to create a real product or service or whatever it may be. So I really think that if you're not executing, if you're not putting in those extra 20, 30, 40 hours, um, more than the next person working on the same idea uh, every week, then, you know, you're not going to succeed. And it's just, it's pure hard work and pure execution that's going to make you a successful entrepreneur. Right. 100%. It's as simple as that. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that that's why so many people can't do it because you get home from work, your day job, you're, you're running around with the kids, you want to sit down on the couch and kind of zone out. But again, if you have this vision for your life and the impact that you want to make, that's not an option. You can't mm -hmm. do that. 
So going back to McGraw, how did they find out that you were doing these courses? Yeah, you know, it was funny. Uh, I ended up securing a uh, literary agent further down the line. And, you know, she had gotten rejections from everyone. Penguin, Random House, McGraw-Hill, um, Tensby, every single big publisher there was. And, you know, one day while I was... Um, uh, working on my courses, I just sent her the website and I was like, Hey, take a look at this website. I didn't think anything of it, but I guess she ended up forwarding it back to all those major publishers. Wow. And, um, you know, it was incredible that they were able to, to see, to make a total 180, you know, because before that website that showed the courses and the results that the students had, they were, they were all no's. And then after mm -hmm. that, I, I got the yes from the, the biggest publisher in education there is. That's fabulous. But something inside of you must have said, send this to my agent because you must, something must have told you that this is something like they're going to like this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think that, um, when I got all those rejections saying, you know, you didn't have a platform and this is why I encourage entrepreneurs to create platforms, whatever it may be, whether it's a podcast, a book, a blog, um, create a, a, a lane for yourself where you can develop and cultivate your audience, where you can speak to people about your knowledge, your expertise, etc. Um, I think it's so, so important, especially in today's digital world where there's so much noise, it's easy to get drowned out to create your voice. I love that. I, I tell that to people all the time. You have a story. Your story matters. There's something that you can share that would be a benefit. Create a bank of content and just go and just start. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's the other thing is a lot of people fail at entrepreneurship because they're so scared to start because it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the first version of my course is, you know, that was eight years ago is nowhere near the level of quality that my course is at today uh, with everything we do with the content, the books, the curriculum. But I just started, you know, I just went ahead and started with version one, my minimum viable product or service. And you have to be able to put something out there that isn't perfect and then continue to work on it and improve it over time. I love that. I love that. So let's, let's dive into Shark Tank. Let's, uh, <laughs> how did that whole process take off? And then, um, yeah, just tell us the story of all that. Cause I think it's fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, basically I was just an avid fan of Shark Tank like everyone else. And uh, this was back in 2015, 16 time. Uh, and I was watching a ton of Shark Tank. I think it was super popular uh, three or four years ago. And, you know, one day it just clicked in my head. I was like, you know what? I actually have a small business in, in Vegas that would be perfect for this show because I want to expand it to New York and LA and San Francisco and I want to take it online. I was like, and I could definitely use funding to help me scale this company that's doing so well in my hometown. And so I saw they were having Shark Tank auditions in New York City. So I went to New York City and I stood in line with over 500 other entrepreneurs wow. for a one minute pitch uh, to a casting call producer. So I was there for nine hours just to give this one minute pitch. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough to make it through the rounds. And, you know, it's like, uh, I think something like 50,000 
people apply to be on Shark Tank every year and about 100 to 200 end up airing. That's about 0.02%. So it's about as rare as getting a perfect SAT score. And I'm pretty sure I'm the only person that's done both. So I'm very, uh, very lucky and rare to do that. I don't think it's luck, but okay. (laughs) So, you know, I ended up within a few months of auditioning, I was in front of the Sharks and you know, I went into the tank totally cocky. I was like, I'm going to get so many deal offers and all these sharks are going to be fighting over this business that's growing and profitable and we're doubling in revenue. And of course, the exact opposite happened. Every single shark uh, hated, not my business, they loved the business, but they hated me because I wasn't a full-time entrepreneur. I was a part-time entrepreneur. I was still in school. I was in medical school and I had a business. And so they were like, well, do you want to be a physician or do you want to be an entrepreneur? And I wasn't prepared for that. And I totally blew it. But luckily, Mark Cuban came to my rescue. At the very end, he ends up uh, investing a quarter million dollars in the business for 20% equity. And having Mark Cuban as a business partner has been the greatest thing to ever happen to me or my business. Um, it's really transformed it along with Shark Tank. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really just been a dream come true to say um, the least. That's amazing. So how soon after Mark Cuban said, yes, I want to invest in you, did the money come in? Did it start expanding? I mean, was it pretty rapid? Yeah. So between when I pitched and when I aired was about six months. So uh, I pitched in June or yeah, June and I aired in early January. So I was a little bit over six months. And so there's a due diligence period where um, the legal and the accounting teams go through all the paperwork, et cetera. I'm actually one of the few Shark Tank entrepreneurs whose deal actually went through I mean, I think only about 40 to 50% of the people that shake hands on the show actually end up securing the deal um, that there's that you see because of all the due diligence involved, et cetera. So, um, you know, the money came in and I would say when, when you really take off is after airing, I think we did a quarter million dollars in revenue just the weekend that we aired on Shark Tank. It was um, just absolutely incredible to see the response from everyone around the nation. And now we weren't just having parents and students from Las Vegas enrolling in our classes, but now we had digital online courses built and we were having students from every, including Atlanta and um, New York, LA, San Francisco, Dallas, even small little towns in Wyoming, Idaho, and across the world in India, UK, Australia, China. So it was just, um, really what 10x our business. And before Shark Tank, we had done a total of about a million dollars in revenue. Which is now, amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was going well. I, you know, it was not a bad business, but after Shark Tank now, we've done over $20 million in revenue. So, I mean, it really 20x our business. Um, and, you know, I think it's the most powerful marketing machine in the world for any business because you basically get a free 15 minute commercial in okay. front of 10 million people on primetime television. Uh, I mean, there's nothing else that can beat it. Right. So even if you aren't successful getting in that door, you know, being that small percentage that gets to walk through that door, you're already a success. Oh yeah. It's huge. It's uh, I think it can uh, transform any business, whether you make a deal or not. 
Right. But that wasn't the only project that you worked with Mark on. Talk to us about the kids startup, the book that you co-authored together. What's that all about and who's that for? So yeah. One of the books that I wanted to write was a book for children's entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I felt so strongly about this is when you're growing up, no one tells you uh, that an entrepreneur is a career that you can pursue. You know, at least when I was growing up, the options that people would throw out would be like doctor, lawyer, engineer, fireman, those types of things. Uh, but, you know, what I really wanted to get across with the book that we wrote, Kids Startup, and um, Mark Cuban was such a big fan, he offered to co- co-author the book with me, was to teach kids from an early age, as young as, you know, the, we had kids who are five, six years old reading the book, as old as 12 years old, um, 13 reading the book, uh, is to inspire them to become entrepreneurs from an early age, because entrepreneurship teaches you so much. If you start a lemonade stand when you're a kid, you learn about accounting, money, costs. You learn about um, responsibility, all these time management, all these things that entrepreneurship can teach you, important life lessons that, you know, I didn't realize it, but I was actually doing little businesses when I was a kid. And I think they helped me become a better entrepreneur as an adult. You know, in elementary school, I was selling Pokemon cards. In middle school, I was selling burn music CDs. In high school, I was making thousands off internet referral programs. And then in college, I was selling used iPhones. And like all of these were just like little side hustles. But what they taught me was that when I started my real business, Prep Expert, is how to be an incredible entrepreneur, is able to um, control costs, keep them low, increase revenue as much as possible. And so we really encourage kids through our uh, kids startup book to start businesses early, start them as children, because they'll teach you a lot about life and they'll teach you how to become more successful as an entrepreneur, uh, as an adult. Right. And I think one of the most important lessons from entrepreneurship, especially for kids, is learning how to interact with people and build relationships, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're not going to be successful if you can't close a deal or talk to a person. And so many kids now, like everyone talks about how millennials can't talk to people and interact. And I think it's that major skill that's lacking. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I uh, think Warren Buffett says it best when he says the most important skill that any person can have to be successful is communication. And the reason for that is you're constantly communicating as an entrepreneur, whether you're communicating in your business pitches, you're communicating in your marketing, you're communicating to your customers, you're communicating um, to other business partners, et cetera. Like there's just so much communication that happens and being able to relate, speak, talk right to people, that communication is so, so important. And another skill that we we try to get across to kids in our kids' startup book. I love that. I love that. And do you talk about that all in your SAT prep courses? I mean, I know it's probably all about the material, but do you talk about life skills or mentality mindset uh, during those courses at all? Oh, 100%. I'm a big believer in self-development, self-help. And so I actually... Uh, put a lot of that into my SAT prep course, which is interesting because you wouldn't think, like you said, that that would be in a typical SAT or ACT prep course. But I teach them a lot about time management, about self-control, about, um, you know, the funny thing about school is they all expect you to study 
and work hard, but no one teaches you how to study or no one teaches you how to work hard. So I give them specific techniques, strategies on self-development. I even talk about visualization, visualizing their uh, ideal SAT score, their ideal college that they want to go to, the ideal scholarships they want to get. Um, and, and it's really interesting that you brought that up because I don't think it's something you would typically find in a traditional SAT or ACT course. No way. No way. This is so new age. I love it. And I think that that's why Mark Cuban signed on and, and got involved because he saw that too. Yeah, absolutely. He really believes in it. And uh, he's just been the coolest uh, shark to know. And he's helped the business so much. And, and like he even co-authored a book with me. I can't ask for anything more. That's amazing. Right. Yeah. So for the mother listening who has this burning desire to create the life that she wants to create, she wants to leave the office job, spend more time with her family, be successful. Um, what would you say? What's the best piece of advice uh, that you can give her? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I know that being a mother is a full-time job. And so you have to figure out ways to, um, you know, what I would say is create a business that lets you make money in your sleep. That's the number one thing is to, uh, create passive income strategies because, you know, for me, at least I've found that creating great content, uh, whether it's, through YouTube royalties or book royalties or through my courses, uh, you know, passive income is really the key to success. And it's not going to be passive at first. Uh, you know, I often have had to work, like you said, I come home from medical school or being a physician in clinic at five or 6 PM and I'll set my office hours. Literally sometimes Liz, I will have it from 6 30 PM to 1 AM at night. You know, it's crazy. Like I will go to my office and just work additionally after hours, or I'll work from 8 AM to 8 PM, um, you know, et cetera. And so I know that's not as easy if you have a little child at home, but you have to set aside those hours to work on your business, your entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurial venture, because you have to put in that hard work before you can create that passive income. Absolutely. I love that you said that. I think that that's really real and honest. Um, but I'm curious, what has been driving you this whole time since high school, those, that summer that you spent in the library to this business, to getting, you know, the gumption to go on Shark Tank and expose yourself to potential rejection in front of the entire country? Like, what is it inside of you that's been driving you this whole time? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think at the end of the day, it is about helping people. And the reason I say that is everyone is like, well, how can you relate being, being a doctor and being like a test prep entrepreneur? Like, how does that even go together? And at the end of the day, you know, a doctor makes an impact on a one-to-one level in clinic. I'm helping patients one-on-one, uh, with their particular medical problem is a test prep entrepreneur, I'm able to help thousands of people through courses, through books, through content, change their lives, through their education. And so I love doing both. What drives me is being able to see how I help people on a one-to-one level in clinic, and then also to be able to do it at scale through business. And so to be able to have the best of both worlds has been truly a, a dream come true. That's amazing. I love it. Um, But it is time for our rapid fire section of the interview, if you're ready. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Entrepreneurship is? Hard work. I'm grateful for? I'm grateful for my employees who run my business on a day-to-day and do an incredible job. 
Nice. And what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? That you need to be grateful every single day for even the small things. I love that. I love that. My audience loves that. I know. Um, yeah, that's amazing. And I just, I love the work that you're doing. I think I'm, I'm completely biased because I'm a mother and, you know, this is something that's so close to my heart, you know, providing the best future for our children. That's all anyone wants anywhere around the world. You go talk to someone, that's what they want for their children as well. Um, and I think you are making an incredible impact and I'm so grateful for the hard work that you're doing because I know there's gotta be days where you're just like tapped out, you know, you can't go on. So thank you for that. Um, so yeah, how can everyone find you in your book and, uh, all of the things that you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. So for mothers listening out there with high school age children, uh, definitely check out prepexpert.com for our SAT and ACT courses, as well as general tutoring and college admissions help. And then for mothers out there with younger children looking to become entrepreneurs, check out the book that me and Mark Cuban co-authored. It's called Kids Startup, and you can find it on Amazon. I love it. And so what's next for you? I know you're finishing up clinicals. Um, what, what, what's next on the docket for you? Because I feel like you just, you don't stop. I don't stop. And so maybe what's next for me is after I finish up residency here is to stop a little bit. I would love a nice <laughs> long vacation to sit by a beach. No, I'm joking. I, I honestly can't. I, I can't. I, I can't sit on a beach for more than uh, a couple of weeks, then I need to get back to back to working. And I think most entrepreneurs are like that. You want to feel productive, um, like we're, you know, helping people and becoming successful. And so, you know, I, I think what's next for me will probably be uh, a venture in the healthcare space. Uh, I see, a, we talked a little bit about this before the interview, but there are a lot of opportunities in dermatology. That's the specialty that I'm doing now that I see a lot of opportunity in as an entrepreneur. And so I'd love to do that in the future. And hopefully I can come on the podcast in a few years and talk about that. Oh, I would love it. I would love yeah. that. Absolutely. Oh, Sean, yeah. this was so amazing. Thank you for sharing your light, your story, your expertise, um, everything. Because I know, you know, someone listening now, their lives have just been uplifted and inspired by you. Thanks for having me, Liz. It's been a true pleasure. Appreciate it. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. If you found any kind of value out of this conversation today, please share us on your Instagram stories, tag us at Motherhood Unstressed, and hit those five stars. It literally takes five seconds to do that, and you will feel so good for uh, giving back to the show if we have given anything to you. Have a great week. Love you guys.